Good evening and thank you for joining us tonight. You're watching the nine at night. I'm Stefania Jimenez and tonight we start with Uvalde. Now that it's a done deal and the school's police chief Pete Arredondo is gone. What happens now? Who's going to replace him and what will the new police chief have to do? These are important questions since the Uvalde community is preparing to welcome students back to class in less than two weeks. One former school resource officer who once served as a supervisor says that the next police chief needs to first establish trust with the community in Uvalde. And that's just not easy given what that community has gone through. There has to be that level of making sure when you put an officer in a school that it, they are very carefully selected and they are very specifically trained and properly equipped to do the job. It's not just about being prepared to take on an active shooter. There are a number of other things that go into that day-to-day -day work. He also adds that the National Association of School Resource Officers trains its officers to build relationships with the community and to focus on community-based policing. This was the third day of testimony in the public corruption trial of a former Bear County constable. And today, a county employee who worked for Michelle Barrientes Vela took the stand. She's former Precinct 2 clerk Susan Tristan. She says that the Precinct 2 constable's office had a chaotic, make it up as you go kind of work environment. Now, Tristan told the court that she resigned in the fall of 2019, shortly after the Texas Rangers and FBI raided Barrientes Vela's county offices. Tristan and a second civilian employee told the jury the destruction of paperwork and creating of new security agreements that took place while the constable was still in charge. That's what she spoke about. Listen. How do you know that the constable created this other security agreement? Uh, I was there at the time when they were uh, creating it. And this particular document, there's some handwriting on it. Um, whose handwriting is that? Uh, Michelle Vela. But you are certain that the administration that told you to destroy documents was Constable Vela's administration? That is correct. Barrientes Vela faces up to 10 years in prison if she's convicted. This trial focuses solely on accusations that she tampered with park security logs and turned over fake records for them. Week one of the trial is expected to wrap up tomorrow. Of course, we'll be covering the entire proceedings. You can watch them live on KSAT.com, KSAT Plus, or on our YouTube channel. In other news tonight, San Antonio police arrested someone in connection with a deadly shooting that happened three months ago. We want to show you 34-year-old Jeremiah Nevarez, who's now charged with the murder of 29-year-old Andrew Rangel. That shooting happened on May 4th along I-35. Investigators say that Nevarez pulled up alongside Rangel in the southbound lanes near Benz Engelman and shot at him. The bullet went through the passenger door of Rangel's car and hit him, and then Rangel crashed into a median wall, ran off the highway, and crashed into a tree. Police say that a witness recorded that shooting and the crash and helped lead authorities to Nevarez. So authorities aren't as far along on this next case. They're still looking for whoever shot and killed a man on the west side. Investigators say 17-year-old Jonathan Rodriguez was in his car in a parking lot in the 1500 block of Pat Babcock the night of May 17th when someone came and shot him. The gunman then pushed Rodriguez's body out of the car and drove away in it. Police later found that car abandoned, but they're still looking for the shooter. So if you know anything, call Crime Stoppers, that number 210-224-STOP. You can get a cash reward if police arrest somebody based on the information that you give them. It's gone. 
Remember that homeless camp that you used to see in the downtown area beneath I-37? Well, TxDOT in the city of San Antonio cleared it out this morning, and now a TxDOT spokeswoman says the agency plans to fence off much of that area from Hayes Street down to Nolan Street. So what happens with all the people who used to live there? And should they have been allowed to stay? The head of a community mutual aid group that's helping people from that camp relocate told KSAT it's complicated. They don't deserve to be living on an underpass. No one does. Um, however, it is unfortunately one of the best solutions we have right now as a community for unhoused folks to stay together and be centralized and close to resources. So some of that area is not going to be fenced off. Fenced off. We're talking about a portion that's right in the middle, and that's because a developer is going to be leasing that space. TikTok. The Justice Department now has until tomorrow at noon to release a redacted version of the affidavit regarding the Mar-a-Lago search. A U.S. magistrate judge in Florida made that ruling today. It means the public could soon get a better understanding as to what led the FBI to search Mar-a-Lago earlier this month. We have more information on this on KSAT.com. Now back here at home, let's get you ready for Friday and of course your weekend. Here's meteorologist Adam Kasky with your forecast. We still have daily rain chances in the forecast, but they vary a bit depending on the days that you're looking at. First of all, Friday, 30%, just the rogue and random afternoon variety, a few tropical downpours setting up, but pretty isolated in nature. I don't think it's going to get in the way of any uh, Friday night football game. 76 in the morning, 86 at noon, then 94, the high temperature. So low to mid 90s across most of our area. Sabinal about 94, 93 Converse and 94 for the high in Seguin. Similar to temperatures through the weekend, mid 90s, 20% chance of a few random afternoon showers Saturday through Monday, and then we ramp up the rain chances a little bit into the middle part of next week. Of course, we will be fine tuning that forecast in the days ahead, so check back for updates. Now let's talk high school football. The season officially kicks off tonight with Jay versus Brackenridge and MacArthur versus Marshall. But this is just a little taste of what we're going to get tomorrow with nine football games streaming on our big game coverage platforms. KSAT 12's Andrew Seeley previews the big game for you to watch tomorrow night. O'Connor the next week in the Alamo Dome. Just been excited for that, waiting for that for a while now. It's just more than a game, honestly. It feels it feels like a playoff game. It feels like a championship game, yeah. O'Connor and Brandeis renew one of the best rivalries in the city at the Alamo Dome on Friday night. The Broncos have won seven of their 11 all-time matchups against the Panthers, including the most recent meeting last year, 33-7. to The intensity will be even higher this year as both teams feel like they have something to prove. A lot of us that played last year were definitely unhappy with how we finished. We were ready to come back this year and take it all the way. To go three and seven, I, I think it, it really affected us, and we grew from that. And so, as a maturity level, we all we all kind of uh, grew. This game kicks off here at the Alamo Dome tomorrow night at 7 p.m. One of many great matchups you can watch on our BGC streaming services that first Friday night. And don't forget about the KSAT Pigskin Classic. Three great games also here at the Alamo Dome starting on Saturday morning live on KSAT 12. For the nine, I'm Andrew Seeley. All right, good stuff. Okay, I got to tell you about this. Uh, sorry if you're looking for a home. The housing market is getting a lot rougher. That goes for both buyers and sellers. Freddie Mac is saying the average interest rate for a 30-year fixed mortgage rose to nearly 5.6% this week. It's almost twice as much as it was last year, 
although that number is down from June. Real estate agents say that the high mortgage rates are keeping some people from buying homes. Last month, the sales of existing homes in the U.S. dropped for the sixth time in as many months. Now, we do want you to stick around because there is so much that we're covering for you tonight on the Night Beat. Earlier in the newscast, we told you that students at the Uvalde School District are returning to class in less than two weeks. Obviously, that community has been recovering since the shooting. And tonight, you're going to hear from an officer at another Texas school district that's still recovering after its own shooting tragedy. Also, this a jail in Harris County is confirming a case of monkeypox. So what does that mean for our jail? We're asking the Bear County Sheriff's Office about protocols at its facility. Plus, you're going to meet one of the high school students that's going to take the field Saturday in the KSAT Pigskin Classic. Also, dog lovers, whew, you are in for a treat tomorrow because the Good Kind Southtown is holding an adoption event. It's happening at its venue on 1127 South St. Mary Street. You can go there, meet your new pup, and enjoy some activities with other dogs. And that goes from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And bring the kiddos because there are going to be prizes. Just like that, we're out of time. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. The Night at Night returns tomorrow. We'll see you then.